Hey, good morning, LifeBridge. I hope you had a fantastic Christmas. I hope you're recovering, resting, whatever you need to do. But I hope yesterday was a fantastic day for you, your family, your friends. Uh, we just wanted to take a minute, since we're not gathering in the building this Sunday morning, and we just wanted to take a minute and just kind of give you a devotional thought to close out the year um, and something to think about going into the next year, not only for, man, some vision for your own life as an individual, but maybe even some practical steps that you can take with that. So um, I brought out the big guns today, who's sitting next to me. Yeah, I don't know about that. no pressure, right? Yeah, no, no pressure. <laughs> if you've never got to meet Kelly, this is my wife, Kelly. This is my better half. And I'm not saying that to score points. Anybody that actually knows Kelly and knows me knows that she is the better version of this equation. You are. You are. But we wanted to invite everybody into our living room. Yes. Into our Actually, we're in our kitchen right yeah. now. Our living room's over there. Mm -hmm. uh, invite everyone into our kitchen to talk about, hey, here's a verse that's been huge for you and I lately. Yeah. In fact... It was a couple of days ago you pointed this verse out to me. It's it's a pretty classic verse, yeah. but you you unpack some things in it that were really good. That or man, this is a great thing to focus on closing out this year, but then going into next year. And I just flipped it away. It's actually Psalm sixteen eleven. So we're gonna read this verse, kind of unpack a little bit of it, and then give a little bit of direction for you to hey chew on this, meditate on this, think about this. There's an old um, uh, how do you want to say this? Monistic, what monks do. I don't know if monistic's the word. But anyway, an old monastery practice that came up in the 14th centuries. This is something that I do a lot in my personal time. So I'm giving you stuff that you may not care about at all. But it's a practice called Lectio Divina. And what this is, is you take a section of scripture. It could be like 10 verses. It could be a chapter. It could be two words. Something that you're reading through and something stands out to you. The, point, the whole practice then at that point is whatever stood out to you, that verse that stood out to you, I'm just going to meditate on this. I'm going to focus on it. I'm going to read it a bunch. I'm going to sit and let it marinate with me. I'm going to pray through it and just see what God's trying to bring out of this particular passage to me. It's a practice of going slow through scripture. And that's what we're going to do right now through Psalm 1611. So um, you want me to read it or do you want to yeah. read it? I'll I'll read it. it. You want to read it? I want to read it. Okay. Knock yourself out. All right, go ahead. <laughs> okay, Psalm 1611. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Mm. So if you have any kind of church background, you've probably heard that verse before, but it's one that you can forget oh, pretty yeah. easily. And yeah. then every time, every time I come back to it, it's like, wow, I needed yeah. that. So there's three real parts. You make known the path of life. At the end, at, at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I love that. But the line that really has stuck out to you and mm -hmm. I is the second line, right? Yeah. Want, like, unpack that a little bit. Yeah. Well, I think it says, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. Which I, I don't know about you, but I want joy, not just happiness. I want joy. Mm. So then you go back in your presence. What does that mean? Mm. So that's, first I want to say, what does in your presence mean? Mm. I mean, I don't know how to answer that one. But if you read forward a little bit, it says there is fullness of joy. Okay, well, I know what it is like to be full, right? Mm -hmm. And actually, if you look at that word fullness in the Hebrew scriptures, it's, correct me if I'm wrong, it's soba. Am I saying that right? Yeah, it's soba. Just say it confidently. S-O-B-A-H right? is how you pronounce it. Yeah. Which means, in all the references in the Old Testament, soba means um, to like fill an appetite, right? So it's in food. reference to food, like a full yeah. stomach, 
an appetite that's satisfied, right? And I know what that feels like. Obviously, Thanksgiving was like a month ago. So, and all the Christmas cookies that are on our counter that are not on our counter anymore because they're eaten. No, I know what it feels I've, like to be full. I've hid them. Right. <laughs> I, have, I have my own secret stash. Right, but when yeah. you're full, right, you're not rummaging through the pantry or in the fridge looking for a snack, right. you're satisfied, right? So you have all that you need. And to, to, like, I want that of joy. I want to be completely satisfied where I'm not looking anywhere else for something else to fill that void. So it goes, but still we go back to that. Okay, I, I know what that feeling is, but what does it mean to be in his presence? Well, it's cool. Like, <clears throat> you look at that word, fullness, that Hebrew word, soba, mm -hmm. and it's only used in the Old Testament in relation to food, but yeah. here it's used to joy. Right. Um, and it's attached to God's presence. Like, we know what it's like to be full, like eating. Like, all of us were probably full yesterday or on Christmas Eve also. Yeah. Thanksgiving, I, I, every year at Thanksgiving and on Christmas Day, I plan to make bad choices when it comes to food. Like, I'm just going to make bad choices. I mean, everything I want to eat as much as I want. We're going to get full. Yeah. But that fullness wears off, though. Right? Oh, yeah. And then you're looking so, for the next. Then you're looking for the next, the yeah, next go meal around, right? or whatever, yeah. But this fullness here, the same type of, hey, I want you to fill up like you fill up on food. I want you to fill up on joy. Mm -hmm. This this doesn't go away. You said something earlier that's huge. You talked about joy and happiness. What's the difference? What's the difference between joy and happiness? Yeah, well, I think one goes a lot deeper than the other. Okay. Like, I feel like happy is on the surface, right? Right. Um, but a joy is like a deeper soul satisfying. And maybe mm. it goes back to the, it's really like filling a hunger or a craving mm -hmm. for much more than just happiness. Like a joy yeah. that despite your circumstances, um, wouldn't you say? Yeah. No matter where you're, like happy, I would feel like, oh, my circumstances are great. Joy is going to go beyond my circumstances. My circumstances could be bleak and dark, but mm -hmm. somehow I'm still joyful. Can I put you on the spot? Yeah. <laughs> you went through you went through a really hard time. Yeah. In 2020. Mm -hmm. We we all did, right? 2020. A, a lot of people did. Yeah. Um the day the lockdown for people that don't know. The day the lockdown started in March of 2020. Your sister passed away. Mm -hmm. um, your sister uh, was 40 years old at the time, married two little girls. Uh, she's, she was four years older than you. Mm -hmm. And the way I describe Kim and you is that the relationship you guys had, I hope our kids have that kind of relationship mm -hmm. when they're adults. She, was, she wasn't just your older sister. She was your best friend. Yeah. And um, she passed away from cancer. It wasn't COVID. She passed away from cancer, and it was a it was a mean, nasty fight that lasted about two years. Yeah, just mean. Um, when that happened, that was probably the darkest time of your life up mm -hmm. until this point. Mm -hmm. Walking through that, mm -hmm. did you still have joy? You weren't happy at all, uh, mm -hmm. understandably so. Yeah. But did you have joy? What did joy look like in that in that moment? Yeah. And it wasn't just one moment either. It was that, I mean, you're still grieving. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I think it goes back to, yeah, what what is joy mean? And like that verse where it says, count it all, count it all joy when you face trials of many kinds. Was it James 1? Yeah, yeah, that was a trial for sure. For sure. And there's so many people at that time were facing so many trials, financially, losing loved ones, like fill in the blank. Yeah. 
But I would say, if you go back to what does the word joy mean, if you mm. look at the Greek, it's, it's the awareness of God's grace and favor. Say that again. The awareness of God's grace and favor. So that's the definition of joy. Joy yeah. is the awareness of God's grace and favor okay. in your life. Another way you could put it is grace recognized. That's good. So I think, um, actually after losing my sister, I think it was then, when I was probably at my lowest, it was then that I was actually aware of the grace and favor that God was showing. Hmm. Like myself and, yeah. I mean, he shut down the world <laughs> in a pandemic. But because of that, logistically, I could be by her side. Yeah, you got to be in her last she moments. Passed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was God's grace and that was God's mm -hmm. favor. So the verse that you just were referencing, <clears throat> again, if you have any kind of church background, this, this is a pretty classic verse. It's James 1, 2 through 4. Count it all joy. Count it all joy, my brothers. That's also can be translated, my brothers and sisters. It means both, men and women. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, mm -hmm. so that was joy in the middle. That was a massive trial. But wouldn't you say, like, when you are going through the roughest of times... Sometimes that's where really your faith can grow the most. Because oh, I think 100%. that you're you're desperate to like find where is God in this. 100%. And where and usually if you're seeking for it, you find it. 100%. What you're looking for, you find. Well, yeah, I mean, look at <clears throat> if you got to your point, we all want mountaintop experiences, right? Oh, yeah. Like and if you've been following Jesus faithfully. It's at different points in your life, you've probably experienced a mountaintop moment where your faith is just like, it takes off. You're experiencing God in, in, in an incredible way. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at, if you look at the peaks that we look at, mm -hmm. um, those are amazing peaks up there. If you go up to any of the peaks in Rocky Mountain National Park, if you're up on Longs, mm -hmm. it's the view up there, it's incredible. It's such a high. Yeah. Um, but nothing grows up there. It's rock. It's there's nothing that can grow up there. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why there's a tree line. Amazing views, but nothing grows at that height. This, the same thing is true with us. Just like in Rocky Mountain National Park, nothing grows on top of the peaks. All the growth mm -hmm. is down in the valleys. Mm -hmm. It's the same way with us. When we go through valleys, trials, like mm -hmm. what James would say, it's another way to say it, tough times, that's when the most growth comes. It's not, it's not pleasant. Like, yeah. It's painful a lot yeah. of the times. But that's when we hold on to the Lord more and you grow like crazy mm -hmm. in those moments. Sometimes it won't even be until after you get through a season. If you're through a trial or you're through a valley, you know, going back to that metaphor, mm -hmm. you're not going to see the growth until you're through it. Right. I think there's a really cool, a, a cool illustration of that throughout Scripture. You see in different spots in Scripture, God allowed his people to go into a desert, a wilderness. And that was never a good place. Or sometimes God actually led his people into that. I mean, Jesus, right after he's baptized in Matthew 3, it says the Holy Spirit led Jesus, not just allowed you. No, I'm going to take you into the mm -hmm. desert where he got tempted by Satan. Right. And it just, it just, it was rough. Mm -hmm. But whenever God's people go into a desert or wilderness, there's always, always, always a promised land on the other side. Mm -hmm. And the growth and the sanctification, the, uh, being made more like Jesus, mm -hmm. the pruning, the sharpening, mm -hmm. the refining, that all mm -hmm. happens in the valley, in the desert, mm -hmm. in those trials, in those mm -hmm. rough seasons. But joy sticks with it the whole way. And right. the key to that is 
in your presence there's a fullness of joy. So like to me when I read that outside of God's presence there is no fullness of joy. No. And th- and there's not, right? Mm-hmm. That's why it's one of the fruit of the spirit too. L- yeah. Love, joy. Yeah. Paul listed as number 2 in Galatians 5. Love, mm-hmm. joy mm-hmm. right after that. Mm-hmm. And that's in the spirit. That's in mm-hmm. God's presence. That's having God's presence in you but then also seeking him out like Right. Later on, like, yeah, this is a, we, we don't have any of this scripture. We're just, this is just a conversation. The whole point of this was just to have, like, show what, what a conversation can look like about, you know, when you're studying the word together and getting into it, having devotion time together. But mm-hmm. um, later on in James, it says, again, like, if you seek, God says, if you seek me, you'll find me. Mm-hmm. If you seek me, you'll find me. Mm-hmm. So not only do we have God's presence residing in us, but we want to make an effort to seek his presence mm-hmm. so that we can have the fullness of joy. That, mm-hmm. That's what. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. Right. So, like, so I guess my question to you is, what are practical ways, like as we close out this year, mm-hmm. you know, make known the path of life to walk in. Guess says, I'm mm-hmm. going to walk in the path of life. Walk in a manner worthy of the gospel that you have. Follow me, right? There's so much reference to walking and following mm-hmm. the Lord all the way through Scripture. Um, at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. We're not even getting into that. I think it's really interesting mm-hmm. that he says at your right hand. Why is it your right hand? Why not the left hand? No. Well, it's because Jesus is sitting at his right hand. Right. Um, and then, <clears throat> but that middle, that middle section of verse 11, in your presence, practically what's it look like mm-hmm. to seek out God's presence mm-hmm. so that you can have the fullest joy? Like what's it look like for you? What's it look like for us? Yeah. What are things that we can do as a church it's, I want to try this as my, in my own individual life to do this in 2022. Mm-hmm. Seek out God's presence. Right. What do you right. think? I mean, honestly, I think you go back to John 1. Mm-hmm. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with Him, and the Word was Him. Mm-hmm. I, it's right here. Mm-hmm. And I think so many times, I mean, going back to fullness, I love food, so I can relate to this. But going back to fullness, I think sometimes we use the Bible as an ap- appetizer mm-hmm. or like a side dish. When really like... What do you mean? What do you mean? It's the main course. Ah. Like, I think we put it on the side. I'm going to do all these things. And, well, I go to church every Sunday, right? So I'm checking the box. And that is all good. Uh It's all good. And to be amongst community and other believers, like, that's all good. God calls us to do that and and act. That's what the church is. But it starts here. Even as confusing as it may be and as daunting and overwhelming as it may be, like, I encourage you all and... What we do, what we're doing even here is like dig in and ask questions like and ask God to give you that discernment because that in his presence, there's joy. That means it's a fruit of the spirit. That means his presence, his spirit is in you. So ask for Mm -hmm. that discernment. Ask him to be like, I don't get this all the Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. But I'm still going to try. Like, I'm yeah. still going to dig in. Yeah. Yeah, because you'll meet me here. If, if you, James, one, what well, you said, if you seek me, you will find me. Like, this is where you seek him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where you start. You think that's a roadblock for people? That oh, yeah. This could be intimidating. I mean, to, no joke. Like, even yeah. walking with the Lord for as many years as I have, it still sometimes is, right? Yeah. Because it's not always easy. It's not always clear. But I think in the gray is sometimes... And the questioning, even in the doubting, I think is where he shows up and where he meets you. Yeah, I th- yeah. 
I think that can be a roadblock for a lot of people is that yeah. I don't understand what this means. I don't even know where to start. This is yeah. too confusing. Yeah. Like the Bible even says that about itself. Yeah. A, a lot. There's a, paraphrasing big time. Second Peter, I think it's chapter three, but Peter's writing this letter to the church and he references Paul. And Paul writes mm -hmm. almost half of the New Testament. And he references Paul and he says, you know, hey, some of the stuff that our brother Paul is writing, I don't know. I'm confused by it too. Like that, like Peter says that. That's not exactly what he says, but he says right. it's basically some of this stuff is hard to understand. And it is. But when you ask God, hey, will you open this up yeah. to me? Will you help me understand mm -hmm. this? Will you let me understand what you're saying to me yeah. right now? The Bible turns into like this... Um, it's almost like a big onion where you just pull layer after layer after yeah. layer off and God just reveals more and more the more you're in it. And this has been, for me, and you know this about me, mm -hmm. like my greatest growth as a follower of Jesus and where God really grabbed a hold of me mm -hmm. is when I got after this. Yeah. Like this is, I mean, I love God's word. That's why we, we preach nothing but God's word because that's where the power is right here. Mm -hmm. And I want to know him. I want to be in a relationship with him. And, mm -hmm. and basically this is a giant letter written to me saying, hey, Matt, if you want to know me, here, mm -hmm. read this. Mm -hmm. This is this is I'm writing to you mm -hmm. about this. Mm -hmm. So um, it's just starting somewhere. It's huge. Yeah. Making it a daily discipline. Um, disciplines over time will turn into delight with the Lord. So yeah. like now um, mm -hmm. what we do... This is what we do every morning. Mm -hmm. it, we're sitting either here or at the table mm -hmm. with our coffee. Oh, I've got my favorite mug all the time, which Kelly makes fun of. <laughs> uh, we, we sit here, we've got our journals out, and we just, we're just we reading through different reading plans. Yeah. We're not necessarily doing the same thing at all. Mm -hmm. We may go for 30 minutes and don't even say a word to each other. Mm -hmm. But it's just sitting down together, reading God's Word. Mm -hmm. There's, a unit, there's like a connection that happens with us, but then... Um, this has become my favorite time of the day. Mm -hmm. Every single day is you mm -hmm. and I getting up early. We got to get up early because we have mm -hmm. young kids. So we got to beat them up. And mm -hmm. it takes discipline to do that. But mm -hmm. that's turned into my favorite time of the day. Being in God's Word, that, uh, that's been a discipline that I've practiced for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. um, but it, you know, it, to this point now where it's... If I miss a day, like I, I feel off. Mm -hmm. I love it mm -hmm. so much. That that's the way God works. Any kind of spiritual disciplines, and that's not really what we're talking about right now, spiritual disciplines, mm -hmm. but a spiritual discipline like being in God's word on a daily basis so you can know him and know how to follow him and develop that relationship with him. If you and I don't talk, we're, our relationship goes nowhere. Mm -hmm. The same thing with the Lord. If we're not in prayer in his word, the relationship mm -hmm. stalls out. Mm -hmm. But over time, any kind of discipline with the Lord just turns into a delight. Mm -hmm. So it is not a discipline for us to be in the in the a word every day now because we love it. It's discipline sometimes to get up before the kids. Right. But well, then, and I would say, like, we haven't always been in the season of life. Right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got kids who sleep in. So they're what getting, so what do you I, right. But what do you say to like <laughs> yeah. the person who has a newborn baby who isn't sleeping through the night or yeah, whatever circumstances. Whatever works best for you. Yeah. So like um you and I are different on this. Like you are a night owl. Mm -hmm. Like like it's insane how much of a night owl you are. Um yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a night owl or a morning person. I like to stay up late. I like to get up early, mm -hmm. and I like to sleep. So it's kind of a problem for me. Mm -hmm. But what, just like what works best for you. Yeah. If if it's in the morning, like that's for me. No. Great in the morning. If it's at night, 
killer. Do yeah. that. Whatever. If it's at your lunch break, like it doesn't matter. Whatever works for your individual schedule and, and your in your mm-hmm. rhythm. That's what you're trying to do. Is you're trying to create rhythms where you have a relationship with mm-hmm. the Lord. How? What are the rhythms I can do on a daily basis mm-hmm. that just get me connected to the Lord? Um, we do that as a, a husband and wife. Like, what are the rhythms that we connect? Mm-hmm. And do the same thing with the Lord. Here's my rhythm. What's your rhythm? Everybody's different. There's no right mm-hmm. or wrong way to do it. It's mm-hmm. just developing whatever works best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I would encourage and want want you to do mm-hmm. um, is, man, make this a priority. Just communing with the Lord, being in community with Him. Mm-hmm. That's in His Word and that's in prayer. Prayer can simply be praying through what you're eating. So like what, what I will do on that verse that on Psalm 1611, as I'm studying through it and, and just listening to the Lord, I'll pray through it. All right, God, what, are, what, what path of life am I not walking in right now? You've shown me the path of life. Where am I not walking in that right now? Or thank you for making it really clear to me. Hey, in your presence is the fullness of joy. God, will you give me joy? I need some joy today. Will you make that happen? Can I have some more of your presence? Or at the right hand are your pleasures forevermore? I'll say God, explain that to me. Help me understand what you mean there because that sounds awesome. Let me know that. So just praying through what you're reading, but make that discipline. So here's something that we're going to do, like offer you. In our church, uh, we've done this before, but man, um, on our website, you'll see a link on the screen right now. We've got two different Bible reading plans. You can download the YouVersion Bible app on, on your smartphone. It's a free app, and there's all kinds of reading plans that you can do. So we have two plans on there that you download the YouVersion Bible app. If you don't have it, you can you can download the plan completely. It's all free. And what it'll do is it'll walk you through each day what section of scripture you're reading. You don't have to guess, where do I start? What do I read? It'll walk you through. Here, read this today. There's a year plan where you can read the entire Bible in a year, and it'll give you each scripture every single day what to read, and you can walk through the whole Bible in a year. If that's too much, that's a big jump for some people to, to go through the Bible in a year. That's big. Um, I do it. I do that every year, and it's taken a while to get to that spot. So the plan that we have up on the website is a plan that I've gone through before. It's a great, easy plan. Or let's just let's just take a fir- the first step, and maybe that's I'm going to commit to reading God's Word every day for January. Let's just January. So there's a 30 day plan that we have there also that you can just do it. It'll take you about. 10 to 15 minutes a day, that's tops, mm-hmm. all through January. And the plan walks you through the entire narrative of Scripture. So it just gives you highlights from Genesis all the way to Revelation. Just kind of giving you the big picture of Scripture. Mm-hmm. Because the entire Bible is one story. It's all pointing to one thing. So this 30-day plan walks you through what we call the meta-narrative, the big picture, the big narrative of Scripture. Um, and you can do that. So, man, I wouldn't challenge you to do that either. If you want to go after the year, do it. If not, hey, just take 30, 30 days. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend 30 days getting in God's word and start developing that habit. I promise you, if you do that at the end of that 30 days, you'll see a difference in your life and people close to you will notice something different too. So that would be my challenge is seek the Lord, get the fullness of joy by being in his presence. And the easiest way to do that is spending dedicated time every day. It could be for 15 minutes. It could be for two hours, whatever you want to do. Dedicated time seeking his presence and watch the joy come. It'll come. Mm -hmm. You got anything you'd add to Mm -hmm. that? No, I mean, I would just say it's easy right now because we're between, what, Christmas and New Year's yeah. to have all these, like, goal lofty goals and resolutions, right? Yeah. Um, but I think one important thing to do that I don't want to forget is God says so many times in Scripture to remember, right? Uh-huh. Remember how I was faithful and to look back. Uh-huh. And I challenge you guys to, as you're going forward 
seeking that joy, right? Trying to figure out what that means to be in his presence, to be in his word on a regular basis. At the same time, make sure that you take time to reflect and to remember how was he faithful this year? Like how did this year look compared to 2020 even? Like it's been a wild ride, I know for a lot of us. And so to take that time to look back and say, how was God faithful? Where was he faithful, right? And what, and go through your different areas of your life. Mm -hmm. And all the more reason to want to be in his presence and to find that fullness of joy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we close it up there. Yeah, I think think that's a wrap. Can can I ask you, will you pray for our church? Sure, of course. God, I just thank you so much. I thank you for sending your son I thank you that we just um, came off celebrating your son coming into this dark world and being such a light. God, I just pray right now that you are just with our church, that you are with um, in our city, in our community, and God, you are just lighting it up. God, there has there's so much. Um, that we have to celebrate. But more than anything right now, God, I just ask that you help us to be in your presence, that we can truly experience the joy that you promise. That that appetite that we have to fill with so many other things and so many distractions and so many ways that we keep ourselves busy and we cram our schedules full, even if it's with good intention, God, I pray that you can just slow us down in this season as we lead up to this next year to fix our eyes on you and to, tr- to really know what it's like to be in your presence. That's my prayer for our church, for our community, for our city. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Thanks, babe. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Hey guys, again, hope you had a fantastic Christmas. Enjoy the rest of this year. It's Please. Man, it's the end of the year. That's crazy. Yes. I know you say that every year. Like, I can't believe the year's already over. Like, whatever. But the year, the year's almost already over, which is just nuts. I hope you have a fantastic rest of the holiday break, whatever you're doing. Yes. Uh, hopefully you're having a good time, getting to connect with friends, family, rest, have a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we love you. We can't wait to see you on the second. Merry Christmas and Happy New yes. Year.